the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. Welcome to Talking Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week we will be discussing the brews and chews from Fifth Frame, Fifth Frame Brewing in Rochester, New York, located on St. Paul Street. That's just right downtown. Like, I don't really know what to call that area. Center City. Center City. It's maybe. Ne- maybe. It's near Water Street Music Hall. Which isn't that a place? Used to be. Yeah. Oh, it's also closed. <laughs> well, the that waffle became the place. Waffle Funkin' Waffles, mm-hmm. and that then closed too. Mm-hmm. There was like one really good restaurant over there, like twelve years ago that everyone went to. It was like Tapas One Eight Seven. I think ta- it's probably well, still open. Tapas might still be open. There was but like I, a Scottish bar too, right there. I think. Yeah. I that all sounds familiar. We know nothing yeah. about this area. Yeah. Other than we've been to Fifth Frame a few times. We have. I think it was right between the Perkins and the Friendlies. So, <laughs> I, is that, that could be real. I don't know. <laughs> oh, because they're gone. Mm. That's the joke. And we're starting great tonight, guys. Maybe we should just start over again. <laughs> it's a weeknight. <laughs> okay. We and you can tell. So, guys, how's it going? Good. Should we do the catch-up, Rob? Let's jump right into it. All right. I wrote stuff down. I, I've got it all in my head. So, I wanted to talk about this. We, we've mentioned a bunch of shows in the last like year of our podcast, and I've just been enjoying some great TV, and I don't know if it's because I don't usually watch as much. I don't understand why, but we, we, we've shared our thoughts on things like Raised by Wolves. Randy plugged that originally, and then we all watched it. I loved it. We watched the second season. Very intense sci-fi just crazy twists and turns. Awesome show. All right. I'm one for one. How to with John Wilson is another Randy, which two is a two. weird semi-documentary slash comedy, all like somewhat probably like a quarter scripted. Like it's very funny. Yep. Um, I watched the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which had a great fourth season. That show is awesome. Three for three. And I, Oh, what, what's the station 11, right? Yep. That was awesome. Now, some of these are shows that maybe weren't new this year, but I've watched all of these in the last five months. And then I am now almost done with Severance, so we can't really talk about it. We probably shouldn't spoil anything anyways, but I am loving it. I finished the seventh episode, which was called Defiant Jazz. Yes. It, It was so good. It's just, it's a very specific, unique world that I enjoy spending time in. It's so bizarre and like any of the bad or plot holy type things, I very easy to look past for me because it's such a unique vision, this whole thing. And it's really well, well done, well made, well acted. So, you know, I've been watching some great TV. Uh, COVID finally took my house. My children got COVID a couple weeks ago. It's one of the reasons why we haven't recorded in a while. It ended up being fine, but we spent a lot of time at home with sick kids, and we've been looking for ways to get out of our house recently. In fact, one of our first outings after they cleared protocols was to Fifth Frame with you guys. 
Although that might have been after their sickness they got the week after COVID ended. So either way, we got out of the house. They were not contagious with anything. But uh, it was quite a juggling act for me. I don't, I don't know if it was a fully a fun outing for me. But you guys look like you had fun. So I was glad to see that. So that that's, that's kind of my catch up. Most of my last month has been hanging out with my own kids who are very sick. So love them. But looking to you know get out of the house and do some fun things. I think I went five for five on those recommendations. I think I recommended Station Eleven. I think you told me to have kids, though. I think I <laughs> also. <laughs> I told you to have five twins. For, I'm five for sure. six. <laughs> yeah, Randy, I gotta echo. Fine, I'll um, take four for four. Your severance take was, was, you know, you recommended that. That was spot on. Raised by Wolves, if you're into sci-fi, that was also amazing. I had already seen season one, but you convinced me to watch season two. It was awesome. Severance, it just had me hooked. I might watch it all again, just to kind of get into it more. And I've been watching How To with John Wilson. I watched the episode that Andy... The memory one? The memory one, episode three, season one. Still my favorite. So wacky and weird. It's just great. Christy even likes it. Because I think she likes it like me, where our favorite is almost the weird B cutting room floor stuff that he just throws in to segue his little story that he makes. It's so yeah. great. These people, you know, just people in New York, you find someone to talk about anything or film them doing whatever. Um, but now, because Christy likes it, we've really stalled because we usually just watch like one episode of like severance or mrs Maisel at night and then she goes to bed so i can't go ahead on john wilson yeah Be- originally it was one of my own shows but now i'm paused so i'm excited to watch season two yeah it's it's awesome and then also uh, our flags mean death i've kind of gotten back yes. onto that i watched an episode the other Another night one. Was, i forgot to mention it that's great. very funny i love it so seven for seven loving great shows over here as well and then i, I guess my last catch-up is that Super fan Sue had a few people over to her house, and and she listening party. Tim, li, we had a listening. We did not have a listening <laughs> party, um, but I got to meet Sue's uh, sons, Patrick and Joe. Shout out! Shout out to Patrick and Joe. They have listened, and they said the show is cool. Although I think they only said that because I was there, <laughs> and they couldn't say otherwise did to they my say face it like this. Yeah, it's cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, you have a podcast. <laughs> How old are Patrick and Joe? I just wanted to know some of our analytics. Because um, we don't know how to find those on <laughs> right. our own. So we're doing one's, live. One's a freshman in college, and then one is maybe a junior. He's just learning to drive. All right. So, we're hip with yeah, the we're, millennials. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you know, they, they you were, know. they're polite about the fact <laughs> that we have a podcast, and, and they have heard some of it, and, and they're pretty nice about it. But Tim and Sue put on an awesome spread. Uh, they, they did uh, Chicken French, one of your favorites. Love it. Meatballs, sausage, sauce, but I think four the, for four. And then my favorite was the beans and greens, or greens and beans. I forgot the order. Oof. I it, think you screwed it up the first time. Oh crap! <laughs> Clearly, I'm Italian. Uh, they had greens and beans. They were incredible. I I showed off my awesome palate by saying like, oh, I really like this like peppery flavor. And then Sue and Tim made eye contact, and I go, there isn't any pepper in this, is there? And they said no. There's no pepper in this. So glad killer you're palette. A food podcast. <laughs> but guess what? It was awesome. It's some of the best greens and beans I've ever had. Great job. Thanks for having us over. And then another Tim and Sue 
uh, situation. We all went out to watch Buck Cherry <laughs> rock out in Rochester. It was it was pretty intense. It was a very very loud concert, and they had about six opening acts. So we were when I walked out, I couldn't hear right, and, and my hearing has just started to return. It, this is that the show you mentioned the one opening act to us about. I was just wondering. If, yes, I didn't know if you were in Buffalo or Rochester for when you saw that concert. It was here. Yeah, it was in Rochester. It was if you go downtown, like just down east. Oh, probably on at Water Street. At <laughs> <that> Water Street, <laughs> it was at this little bar. I forgot what it was called. It was a place I'd never been, but they had a, a, a you know a stage there, and um, yeah, one of the opening acts, Sumo Psycho, was just insane, <laughs> like just crazy band from Canada. They're out of Toronto, and they were entertaining, and it, it was it was a great show. Actually, you know, Buck Cherry rocked out, man. Uh, I, I, they know how to put on a good I show. I just remember the name. I don't really remember their music. They have more hits than you'd re- like. As yeah. I was listening, they they had like three or four songs that I actually knew yeah. pretty well. So, um, yeah, they sound great. They rocked out, high energy, and uh, I think I just struggle to stand in one place for long periods of time <laughs> as I get older. So, anytime I'm on my feet for like a few hours or four hours, I'm like, oh man, I wish I had a chair around here somewhere. A Which, buck chair. A buck. <laughs> That's pretty good. So that's been, uh, yeah, that's my catch up, Randy. Was that Montage Music Hall? It was. I just heard about that place today. I was curious. I heard about that. I heard about that. So if you go down down East Ave, so here's a very Max. You won't really connect with this. If you go down East Ave and you see the parking garage on your right, just past Spot Coffee, I parked in the parking garage, continued a block further into the city, and then took a left. So it's kind of like near where a lot of that Jazz Fest stuff is. Sure. Um, yeah, just this bar. Well, I saw some pictures and I was looking at the bands that play there and I haven't heard of any of the bands, but they all seem like, what was the name of the one? Sumo that you said? Sumo Psycho. They all have like names kind of like Sumo Psycho. Bands. Psycho spelled C-Y-C-O, I think. <laughs> Very good. Um, for me, I also went to a concert, Rob. I don't know if you've heard of a little group called weird al yankovic band um <laughs> nope i today i've heard of weird al yankovic <laughs> and his band it was awesome was that a montage nope that was at kodak theater and it was one of the best shows again i've seen him probably four or five times now he puts on a great show are you looking for him right now rob because he's not here are you looking for that <laughs> annoying noise whatever i the annoying noise is my creaky wooden chairs i think but i dropped a marker but they say Camp off on the ground. That's the type of furniture you want in a recording studio. A be- yeah. Creaky wooden <laughs> chairs. Creaky, crappy wooden chairs. Sorry. Uh-huh. I, I saw... I, we were hanging out for some reason, and either you or a friend of the show, Pat, mentioned that Daniel Radcliffe was playing Weird Ale. And I, I finally saw him in co- costume, like, just randomly, like, a week later. Maybe it just popped up on, like, my algorithm or something because we were talking about it. Your weird algorithm? My weird algorithm. <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. Um, he looks great. I love Daniel Radcliffe because I'm a big Harry Potter fan. But I just thought that was so funny that he's him and like he looks incredible. So the story behind that is that Weird Al heard him on maybe the Graham Norton show or something doing like he was like not freestyling, but he was like rapping some lyrics from like some song that not a lot of people have heard of. And he's like, there's ever a movie about me i want him to play it like he had never met daniel radcliffe yeah. before 
and Radcliffe's like, this is awesome. Like, of course I'll play him. Like in the one scene in the trailer, he's like jacked. And you know Weird Al was never jacked. So you know it's going to be like kind of a goofy, fun movie. But it, it was an awesome show. Um, he played none of his hits. Uh, and I love him so much that I knew all the songs. All deep cuts? They're all deep cuts. It's called like the self-indulgent tour or something like that. <laughs> Uh, and so the funny thing is, is that my mom came and she now loves Weird Al also. And she's like kind of singing along to the songs. And um, there was a lady in front of her that was just going nuts, like just wiling out to every single song like crazy. And we were just laughing so hard. Um, but he puts on a great show and they're so talented. I try to like explain to people and our tickets were kind of pricey because we went up towards the front. But I mean... For twenty bucks, if he comes again, I'd say if I'd say go see him, just because he is so talented and the band is so talented. If you like music, you would love him. Yeah, the more I've like learned about him, the more I like him, and he's super nice. He goes on, I like Comedy Bang Bang the podcast, and he's like friends with the host Scott Ackerman. Mm-hmm. And when he goes on, he like is really forthcoming, and he he li- they like each other a lot, so they get along really well, and. I think he respects them because they're both sort of in the comedy world or whatever. So he tells all these, you know, stories and things like that. And then he just goes along with everything that they do. And it's a very silly show. So I, I, I would love to see him. I had a couple albums. I did like even some of like his old original stuff, like the night Santa went crazy. And he like played other, that at the end. I was going to ask. That's a funny one. He's like, we're going to play one of our two Christmas songs. And he played that one. And it was awesome. I, I remembered why that popped up. It was a comedy bit. The 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 reason I saw Daniel Radcliffe, and it was like, they're like Daniel Radcliffe is so like everyone's so interested in the Weird Al movie that he was doing all this press for the new movie with Sandra Bullock and mm-hmm. the guy from Magic Mike, Channing Tatum. Yeah. And every time he was like in an interview, it was him and Sandra Bullock at the press junket people would just start asking him about it. And Sandra Bullock was like, oh, okay, I guess we're talking about Weird Al again. She's like, no, go ahead. Talk about it or whatever. And like, it just kept happening over and over again. And they were asking her questions about him playing Weird Al. And she's like, oh, I thought we were you know, talking about this movie, but whatever. Like, she wasn't like mean. She was very yeah. nice about it. Just it was hilarious. It. That's great. How many times have you seen Weird Al? I think four or five now. Yeah. And he does like a different concert every time that I've seen him, so... I'll let you guys know when he comes back. Please do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Maybe we'll play montage. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> New venue. Okay, cool. We're caught up. We're caught. The ketchup, done. Check. So let's let's jump into the brewery, huh? So we, we did something a little bit different because we were there. I was there with my family, and you, we, we were all there with a group of friends, but I pretty much just sat with my fam. So I we didn't really split everything. We had to... I ordered based on like our needs and then you, you two split. Mm-hmm. So we have some crossover, but not all. Um, should we, should we jump right in and talk about some of the things we ordered? Should we, let's give some background on the brewery first. All right. So it's a brewery. I don't really have any. Yeah. I didn't do any research for this. <laughs> so segment. this, this brewery, um, it, it initially had like when they were first building it, I think they won some sort of a contest, like a government funding thing. To this help. already sounds made up. <laughs> no, no. So they, they got some, they did it. They won some sort of contest to get government funding. And I remember that they were remodeling this building and 
the big deal about it was that they were going to be a coffee roastery and a brewery. It was like we're Rob's doing coffee. dream business. Yes. So I, when I heard about that, I was like, I'm all in on this place. And they had some sort of a coffee, a coffee themed name, like, you know, different grinds or something. I don't know. What it, I, I don't remember what it was originally supposed to be. And then it took a while for them to kind of remodel the space and finally get up and running. And then they changed to fifth frame because, and, and the the way they explain it is like, oh, when you're bowling, the fifth frame is like the, the frame where you get a beer. It's like the beer frame, which I'm not really into bowling that much, so I wasn't aware of that. But that's kind of what they changed to. And they, they do serve coffee there, I believe, still. It's kind of like a cafe slash brewery. And they have full-time like breakfast food on their menu, too. Yes. But I feel like they maybe focused more on the beer and a little less on the coffee and kind of just leaned a little bit more into that. But I So it's been around for years. It's not a place I ever really thought to go get food at. But, hey, they serve food, so we're like, let's check it out for this brewery tour. Yeah, we were trying to kind of round out brewery season with one or two more places. And I know I personally had seen some of – on our little Instagram account, we started following all the breweries. So – they start. They posted a lot of good-looking specials from their menu. So this was a place I, I eventually ended up wanting to go because I saw some really good-looking burgers and like a chicken sandwich. And they already their menu has changed once or twice since we went there. The the specials area. So they they like change either a burger or a sandwich kind of every week. And um, I I enjoyed my food. I, I had a tough time enjoying my time there because of my very needy children who I love again want to be clear on that <laughs> um, and we needed to get out of the house that day um, but they were just having a hard time being independent so um, you know a lot of a lot of handing things to people a lot of consoling and all that stuff but I thought the food was pretty solid um, I'm gonna list what we got sure and then maybe we mm-hmm. could first talk about things that we all had that were the same and then we can end with our unique things. So sure. I we got biscuits just because if a place has biscuits that's alone on the menu, I'm interested. Like it's its own special thing. The poutine, uh, the special burger, <clears throat> excuse me, which was called the Sultan of Slaw Burger. There's a coleslaw on it, and the King Bastard Breakfast Sandwich, and. I think we had two things that sort of crossed over particularly and one maybe that we shared. What did you guys get? So we also got the biscuits and we got the honey butter. Did you get honey butter for that? So biscuits with honey butter. Um, We also had the poutine. We also had a burger, but we had the bastard burger. And we also had a breakfast sandwich, but we got the Empress Bastard breakfast sandwich. So very close. Yeah, similar We just take them in order, I guess. Biscuits with honey butter. I'll go first. Sure. Tasty, a little dry. They weren't really warm enough to melt the honey butter, the ones I got. Now, I don't know if that's because it took me a while to get started or if they just kind of had been around, but that's kind of the vibe I got. They still tasted good, but they were a little dried out. It seemed like they were made earlier in the day, which probably makes sense. It's more of a breakfast item, I think. Um and maybe maybe this is my fault for just adding this on because I wanted to try biscuits. But the biggest problem was they weren't super warm and they weren't super moist. But once you took a bite, 
they were, they did taste good. So it's it was a little confusing, but ultimately good for me. Randy, what do you think about those biscuits? I actually agree uh, with everything. Honey butter was really good and sweet. Um, the biscuits tasted really good, but they were crumbly and a little dry, and they started to fall apart towards the end. Uh, and so it was kind of hard to eat. I was kind of picking up clumps of biscuit in the butter to try and eat it. You know when there's a commercial for like pancakes or waffles and they put a big square of butter on it and yeah. it doesn't melt and then they put syrup over that and you just get mad because you're like, you got to let the butter melt. Like it was kind of like that when you bite into like actual butter. It's just a weird feeling. But then once you chewed it and it melted, then it was it was worth it. So I just, I don't know. I wish I was warmer. I so know. I disagree. Loved them. Oh. I loved them. Mr. And I Pat- like eating solid butter on like <laughs> waffles. Like I, I like putting really cold butter all Rob. over the waffle and just gnashing on chunks of butter. It's I think, disgusting. I think I Rob know, just but... sprinkled some of the biscuit on the butter. And yeah. Just ate, ate the Reverse. Chunks. Yeah. I thought he was joking at first. He's no, serious. I, I love butter to the point where I was, I was out for dinner with people that I didn't really know. And we had rolls. And I was just just caking the butter on. <laughs> and this guy who I just met that night, he's like, man, you really you really like butter, huh? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I like butter. That's um, funny. I would agree with what you guys said about the flakiness, about it not being hot. Again, that didn't really bother me. I thought it was flaky. I said it had like a perfect salt level, which... I'm a salt hound. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to that. Apparently, not a pepper hound, really, <laughs> as we heard earlier. Yeah. Uh, they gave you a lot of butter for this. Yeah. I mean, even more butter than than I could handle, which was a good thing. If it was, if they were really hot and it melted right away, I thought it'd be an acceptable, normal amount. But a lot, yeah. But uh, I kind of gave up on the butter. Just ate the biscuits at the end. It was also like a whipped butter, so it wasn't, you know, even it's though they spread. give you a lot, it spreads yeah. easily, so there's a lot of air in it, so it's not like a dense block of butter. Which you prefer. Which I would prefer. <laughs> it was actually almost too light. Eats it like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you could also get a pimento cheese spread with that if you want. I, I'm not. I don't like pimento cheese, so I'm glad I do like butter. it, but I, you got to go honey butter first. Yeah, I think so. So moving on to the poutine... Randy, let's start with you. What do you think of the poutine? Can I can I read what it says? Because oh, it's yeah. interesting poutine. But, uh, let's see. So buffalo-style chicken, mushroom gravy. This is obviously all in French fries. Buffalo-style chicken, mushroom gravy, crumbled blue, classic curds, pickled celery, and carrots, which was not on mine, but probably to my preference. So Now I'm wondering if the pickled salad would... Was it on ours? I think okay. we had it on ours. Well, I thought it was really, really good. Love the buffalo chicken and the blue cheese together. And Rob and I had a whole conversation about fresh cut fries. I love fresh cut fries. Same. Rob was not a big fan of the Do fresh not. cut fries. But I thought that's what really made it. I would definitely get this poutine again. And I had just gone to Le Petit Poutine like a few days before. And their poutine's phenomenal too. And this held up to that. The poutinerie, the new place? Yes. Cool. We got to go there. I, yeah, I agree. I thought I had really a nice spice level to it. Like it, it had some heat. Uh, they used like a pulled chicken, which was nice. And I liked how they had a combination of cheese curds and blue cheese. Blue cheese can kind of be overwhelming sometimes to me. It's a little bit pretty strong. Um, but I thought it was it was balanced pretty well with everything. And, and I think we did have pickled celery on ours. 
but it, it was I thought it was great. Yeah, it tasted good. I liked it. My wife hated it, which <laughs> oh, is crazy. No. She loves the idea of poutine and like she loves ordering that at different places. I think that it was like the dichotomy of the two it was like two it was like two versions of poutine in one. Like buffalo style poutine Mm -hmm. and traditional poutine you know yeah so she just didn't like that it was mixing together i thought that the buffalo chicken by itself was tasty and that the blue cheese was a nice touch but my favorite were like the bites of the traditional with the cheese curds were nice and they were melting because the gravy was hot i love fresh cut fries they look well done like that they're cooked dark um I thought the cheese was so good that stood out the most and it just seemed funny that this would all be together but I liked it and it worked for me Um, I think in an ideal world I'd probably just get traditional poutine there but I think it was kind of a unique spin on things and it's crazy I thought that my wife hated it so much because you could just avoid the other stuff if you really wanted to Um, but yeah I thought it was good and it it was very interesting take on it it reminded me uh, I went to a burger place near my mom recently and it was everything was a little too much on the menu so you'd get like a burger and it would have bacon and cheese but it would also have a chicken finger and blue cheese dip like everything was taken to the nth degree and I'm like I kind of just want the burger or the chicken finger sandwich one or the other but I liked it uh, the burger let's move on to the burger speaking of we got the Sultan of Slaw burger now this I knew I wouldn't love it as much as a regular burger. So I went into this with clear eyes and an open heart trying to appreciate the burger aspects. This was a six ounce beef patty, Swiss tangy coleslaw, pickles, which I assume are their version of pickles, bloom sauce on a brioche roll. She ordered it. I would have gone with the burger you guys got. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to hear the description of that because um, I kind of forgot what it was. So I evaluated this on components and potential no penalty will be assessed for coleslaw, which I think is disgusting in any form. It was very mustard forward. Like there was seeds, mustard seeds in this one of the sauces, either in the slaw or in the bloom sauce. And we know how you guys feel about mustard seeds. A little intense for me, <laughs> as discussed earlier. Um, it was really messy, but I think if you liked coleslaw, it was fun messy because it was like all over the place. I just didn't love that. So I kind of scraped some of that off after I tried it and had the normal bites. The roll was great. Um, the burger itself was awesome. The, I thought the buns, they were from Amazing Grains, were like in, a little indulgent, but they weren't too big. So they were like tasty and intense but not oversized like some places do. I I think there's a lot of potential if I just got a regular burger. Looking forward to hearing what you guys had. So we got the Bastard Burger, which was had house chili sauce, cilantro aioli, red onion, amazing greens roll, and fries. Randy, what do you think? Uh, I did not really like the burger as a whole, but there were components that I thought were phenomenal. I thought it was one of the best burger patties that we've had. Very juicy, cooked perfectly, um, you know, had had some fattiness to it. It was delicious. Me personally, I guess I wasn't just a big fan of the toppings, even though they sounded pretty good. 
Um, I don't like cilantro, but I couldn't taste it on this. The bun. Okay, now because it says butt was great and buttery. <laughs> the bun was great and buttery. Um, and now I'm remembering it was a delicious bun. It had that. It was like a hard roll, which you guys know is like my favorite. Um, on top of a burger. So, so delicious. I think, what was it? What were the toppings again? It felt like there was quite a few things on there. Chili sauce and then the aioli, the cilantro aioli, red onions. Yeah, maybe just I usually would like all that stuff, so I don't I don't know what it was. I maybe would be they threw some of that coleslaw in there, trying to move it. <laughs> okay, so I was about to say I'd be curious to have your burger, Andy, because I Should've do like switched. coleslaw, and I do like like some of that stuff that it sounds like. I should switch so burger halves, man. I would go back. I'm guessing that they rotate through what type of burgers they do. Would be my guess, just because these seem kind of specialty. There things. was there was a special like three weeks ago that was like. My exact favorite burger. It looked incredible. It was, it was sort of just like a really high end, like bacon cheeseburger or something. It looked awesome. Yeah, I would probably do like this, like just a plain patty with ketchup, and I bet you it would be phenomenal because that's what I like. So, Rob, I said the the meat of the burger, like you said, it had that flavor where you're like, it stands out. You know, if if you get a burger from like just Wegman's ground beef, it it's kind of nondescript. It's meat. It's like texture. It's fat. Shots fired, Wegmans. No, but like most places, I think like 99% of places you go, you eat beef. It tastes good. It is fatty and greasy and salty, and it's good. This is high floor. Yeah, and this is one of those places where you actually taste flavor in the meat. So I thought that the patty agreed, Randy, was one of the best we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, I said it was really garlicky and buttery and oniony, and the bun was, you know, buttery and toasted and... I said that the aioli sauce on top was awesome. Um, I said it was the best burger in Rochester that he I've did. had. He maybe. did say that. He did. Yeah. So I, I forgot I think, that he said that, but he did. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I, I would go back for this burger alone. It, it, I think it's the, if, if not the best, top two or three burgers I've had I, in Rochester. I wish I had gotten the burger you guys got because my favorite of the breweries still, I think, is Swiftwater. That was a dope burger, but this was this had potential for me, and I'll grade accordingly. <laughs> this is definitely up there with that burger. Um, although, like I said, that the pickles threw me off at at Swiftwater, which gives the edge to this one. Um, Shout out to the plain fries next to the burgers, also delicious. The <laughs> yes, deep, the the, the hand cut fries or the, the fresh, fresh cut, cut fries. fries, so good. I I can see what you're saying, Rob even though to me I wasn't a huge fan of it altogether, but I really do think if it had toppings that I like, I could I could be with you on that. This, for sure. this is how I felt about most of the food. We, we do this, uh, most of the food at um, Rock Brewing. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot in a way there. We weren't, we didn't want to just get like a plain hot a dog. crazy, yeah. Or like, and we tried too many crazy things where I was just like, ah, oh, I wish I had just gotten a plain cheeseburger. So... I got to keep that in mind sometimes. Although this, I was playing with a different set of rules because I had the family with me. But do they even have that? I don't think they did. I don't think that was even an option. No, but you could get the burger you got without onions. Sure. Yes, for sure. And just put ketchup and mustard on it or something. For me, this is top three right behind Perkins and Friendly's Burgers. So what was the last thing we got? (laughs) How'd those places go out of business? So, Andy, do you want to go first with your breakfast sandwich? Yes. This was my favorite thing that I had. Um, And I ordered it for my son's. Because we knew they wouldn't eat like a slaw burger or, or whatever. They're kind of plain. And we got the the King Bastard breakfast sandwich. What, a lot of cursing on their menu. 
<laughs> it was easy egg, pork sausage, and the bastard roll, which was just a roll with black sesame seeds on it, I think. But it was like a nice, amazing grains roll. Easily my favorite bite. The sausage was very thick and in charge of the sandwich. Um, it was, I would assume, either house-made or made by someone specially for them. Um, it was thicker than almost any of the meat we had on any sandwich in our breakfast sandwich contest. I would put this up there with the finalists from our breakfast sandwich. And I believe we did talk about maybe going to this place, but we just had already put too many people into it. So I think this is a contender for one of the best in town. Um, the roll was awesome. It was basically a similar roll to the burgers that we had. Toasted a little bit on the inside, buttery. Um, I didn't really notice when I was eating the sandwich because it was so good, but there was no cheese on it. I, I think I would throw a little sharp cheddar on there and it would just take it to the next level for me. But it was awesome, so I can't really complain. My kids didn't really like it, so I got to eat most of that. They ate like, all the fries, which made me annoyed. Um, and, but I got to eat most of the breakfast sandwich, so that, that was great. What about you guys? What was yours like? So ours had house-ground pork chorizo um, in a patty form. <coughs> Whoa. We need cough buttons. It's <laughs> allergy season. You know, we do. Do it on everybody's mic. I well, guess. if you're doing it. <clears throat> okay. So, house ground uh, pork chorizo patty, manchego cheese, folded egg, and a chimichurri sauce, also on a bastard roll. Yours had cheese. Ours did have cheese. Yeah. And actually, I believe I took a bite of that as well when you guys, you, you yes. guys ordered that late because I said the, I think because I partially because I said mine was so good. And I thought we ordered what you got, but we yeah. got the other one and I thought the chorizo had good flavor and the chimichurri sauce had, it was really like, you know, super herbaceous and it, it almost had like a pesto flavor because like, I know chimichurri can be kind of intense sometimes. Like the but... slaw it, burger, it was good messy. You guys yes. were trying to rip it so you had eaten half, I think, and Randy was like, I just want a bite. So we tried to split it, and it kind of just exploded everywhere. But then I think Rob went back in and started scooping up components and eating it. They were great. It was good. I took one bite and thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> Only because I was so full. Have you guys been listening to how much food we ate this day? <laughs> I, all I could have was one bite, and it was so delicious, and I really wanted more. And I was like, nope, not going to happen. Like, just so full. But I agree with you, Rob. It was awesome it was so good I, I thought so right when so when andy came over and he's like the breakfast sandwich is good as i was eating this i was thinking this would have won the breakfast sandwich competition or or at the very least been a finalist it was that good i don't um, know i thought what was the place in around quite um <laughs> bagel land <laughs> The Johnny advanced. Oh like my finals. gosh! Let's not talk about that. Let's not relitigate the past. I think there's a lot of hard feelings. Now there's still one thing we need to talk about, and that's the, the beer I made you guys try. Oh my gosh! Yes. Nobody wanted this except me. Here's the Instagram post. It was rat like strawberry cheesecake, which would probably be two of my favorite flavors of anything. And this was considered a sour. And this is a collaboration between Fifth Frame and Froth, which is a Buffalo company. And they're known for like all their crazy sours, well, amongst other good beers. Um, so I ordered this. I, I asked them, you know, can you buy just one can? Because it said, you know, said they were selling them in four packs. He's like, yeah, we can pour you one here in the restaurant. So I got it. And I, 
My wife was disgusted by the idea of it. I don't think anybody else really thought it sounded good because it's a sour and it's cheesecake. This tasted like a milkshake, and I made everyone try it. Randy took a picture of it because it was so good. Just, It really just tasted like a strawberry milkshake. It was so good. I loved it. It was like dessert. Loved it. Yep. I could have. I, I wanted to buy it, and I didn't. But the sour I'm regretting was, that buying yeah. it. We should split one. Yeah. Or just each buy it for yeah. it. <laughs> but the I, the sour threw me off because I did try a sour earlier, and I wasn't a big fan. I forgot what type that was. But this one was just it was cut by that so like good. creaminess. Yeah. Oh. So did you good. like it, Rob? I, I liked it. I don't. So cheesecake really grosses me out. Um, but this wasn't really like it cheesecake. substituted it was, almost as like heavy cream. It was almost like a milk. You could have called this like a milkshake. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I even tasted any beer in it. To be honest, it was like just. It a wasn't even that drink. sour. No, it, it was wasn't. delicious. It was really sweet. It tasted like dessert. Yeah. And then we got an IPA. I think it was called like Raspberry Rural Minutes, and. That was, it, I think it was an IPA, but it, it actually kind of tasted like a sour. That tasted like raspberry lemonade. I got yes. that. And that was really good too. Yeah. Again, the name threw me off. I was like, raspberry lemon, I'll try it. I don't like IPAs, but it just tasted like a summer beer. Yeah. It was really good. And, and you got the glowed up, I think, Randy. The glowed up, I'm putting it up there. One of my favorite IPAs that we've had in this competition. That thing was delicious. It was definitely a citrusy IPA. I loved that one. Yeah, really good. I recommend it for sure if you like hazy, citrusy IPAs. And I got Retrocognition. I think that's a double, but it was also excellent. And they don't serve you in a giant glass, so even though it's kind of heavier, yeah, you're not really getting as much. I thought that was excellent. I really appreciated that. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, I think I was nitpicking a little bit on a couple of things like the the poutine, but I ended up enjoying it anyways. And I think I was a little nitpicky on the biscuits, but probably my own fault for ordering that at like dinner time. The burger had a lot of potential and that dessert beer knocked my socks off. The breakfast sandwich was great. So this was a whole mix of things for me, but I think I'm prepared to give it a rating. How about you gentlemen? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going 8.75, but I'm putting an asterisk and saying, I think if I ordered things more specific to my flavor palette, we could see something in the nines probably. So I'm going to officially say 875, which is still a very good score. And we're doing quarter points, right? I can't do... You can do quarter points, yeah. You can't do anything less than that. I'm not ready. Randy? This is the 10th, 8. Bre 10th brewery we've done, Randy. <laughs> 8.5 for up. Randy. Immediately puts him <laughs> back on the clock. I thought, I, I mean, for me, it was just a perfect 8.5. And I think if I went back and like you said, Andy, I was able to order some things that fit my flavor profile that it's only going to go up from there. And I definitely would go back for the beer. Rob, and now are you going to include how much you like the t-shirts at this place? Because you're wearing one right out? now. I did. Okay. Full disclosure. I bought a t-shirt when I was there because I liked it so much. That's like when someone's like, I own stock in this company as, and <laughs> yes. or like I'm a paid employee of this company. So, so I'm torn. I, I wanted, I want to give it a 9.85, but I've, I've been, I've been told I'm not allowed to do that because I don't think it's a 10, but it's close. Um, I think, yeah, the biscuit could have been a little hotter. There were a couple things that could have been a little bit better, maybe. 
Yep. I mean, Rob. I don't know. We kind of just made up the rules. You could actually give it a nine point eight five. I don't like that. You know what? That's how this <laughs> you podcast know, Rob, gets You know, I'm again. okay with that. Rob, go out to the okay. thousands. You know place what? If you want to, yeah, you know give it ducks. I'm going to say this: out of all of the places that we've gone to, I could really see myself driving out here, grabbing a burger, shooting by, over grabbing Water a beer. Street. Heading to Water Street, watching my favorite band, the Spin Doctors, play. And, you know, I'm giving it a 10. Wow. The wow. first 10 of the contest. That is crazy. I think it's just a little, I liked it a little bit more than Strange Bird. I liked well, it a little bit more your, your than reason, Swiftwater. Yeah, your reasoning is fine, though, because if you were going to, if you were going to give it a slightly higher score than those other two, just do it because it's the last one, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, it's not like you have to worry about something else being better. I can't really ding him on anything. I didn't mind that the biscuits weren't hot. I like. I really like the flavor of everything. Maybe maybe their chef also likes eating cold butter. Honestly, I love cold butter. I like cold food. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a cold food hound. So amazing. Ten. I don't even know what that averages out to. I'm pretty shocked. I I don't know. I I didn't think that this was gonna be a ten, but yeah. It was my favorite. I, I, I every, I'm looking at every single thing. Are you saying because there's thing. another brewery that you did a 9.75 and you'd like to give it more than them? Is that why? Yes. I, I okay, liked it more. Because you gave Strange Bird. I got gotcha. you. I, I, I liked Bird it a little bit more water. than those ones. Uh, so really, it's almost like a 9.76. Or there, I could demote them to 9.5. Can I <laughs> retroact? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I, think, I think go with the 10. You love it. Perfect meal. Wow. I think it was a 10. I, I I can't think of too many things that would have changed. 10 doesn't mean perfect meal. It means the the best brewery experience. So is this score out of 11 then? Well, there We never said that it means perfect. We said it means the best brewery experience. I would have ordered any of those items again. And I would have loved any of them. I thought they were all excellent. I respect, I respect your gumption. So I, I say it's flawless. I'm going to say, perfect Rob, time. I'm going to go with you that for me, the potential for a 10 is there. And I will go back with you and see if it can hit it. And the beers were great too. The That's be- the thing. Like I the thought beers was... for me were like a ten, essentially. All right, so this, I'm with you. Are we look all looking at the scores here? Yeah. All right, so let's see. My highest score was Swiftwater. That was my favorite second place. Strange Bird for me. Let's do top two. Rob obviously number one fifth frame. He gave Swiftwater and Strange Bird a nine seven five. Yeah. Randy, Knucklehead, Knucklehead, and Swiftwater, Swiftwater. 9.5. I think Swiftwater. And then you give a 9.25 to Mm -hmm. Rohrbach. Overall average, including guest scores, number one was Swiftwater. Number two was Strange Bird. That makes sense. We were all pretty high on all those. Yeah. Yeah. Would I say this was three... What's the place you most want to go back to? I want to go back to... Rock brewing and get like a dog or a burger or both and some regular fries because we got crazy with our order. And I think the potential for just having like a a great hot dog and a burger and a beer on like a summer day. We were on that terrible wintry night. The parking yeah. was a nightmare. And I also really want to go back to Arondequite Brewing and have dinner. We yeah. got to give it a chance. Same These with Kate, we, yeah. too, actually. I would love to go back and give those. Oh, extending by two episodes? <laughs> well, Arondequite and K2, yeah, doing breakfast wasn't helping them, I don't think, yeah, at all. No. It's hard to do breakfast We well. thought that it would, though. We thought that it might, but well, it's but, hard to compare. And then we just we just did two as brunch, but it, it was fun. Might have been our best hang. 
It was yeah, it was like a beautiful a day, sunny day like outside day. getting together. Yeah, that was amazing. So oh great time. Has this taken that long? Yeah. We were, <laughs> we were having like <laughs> Buffalo Bills themed drinks. <laughs> so we went outdoors through. on a sunny day. Oh my day. god. This has lasted the whole winter. Brewery, the whole winter season <laughs> has turned into brewery year. Oh, I actually place I'd want to go back to the most, not because it was my favorite, but I want to try it again. I almost think fifth frame. Actually, I'd like to give them another shot. Right now. Whoa. We're going live. <laughs> um, yeah, well, this was fun. This is awesome. And you could do it again and do some with brunch a, a different way or try others for dinner and even try a couple new places. There seems to be more opening up every you know, couple of months. Couple of couple of cool ones. That one of the Daisy Flower Mill. I'm really interested. Yeah, in. is I that can't more, wait for which that. Which one is that? Mortalis or Rising? It's some. It's, it's Rising more, Storm. Rising Storm. I lit yesterday mm-hmm. when I went to go get groceries from Aldi's. I was like, I wonder where that place is. So I just put it in my GPS and drove to the Daisy Flower Mill and like stalked the building. I've been to a couple of like parties there, like a wedding and a retirement party and stuff. So that place looks. Not even close to being open. They've got a <laughs> lot of work to do on that building. I was like, that thing looks beat. How about the place in Honeyway Falls? It's like a old timey bowling alley and brewery. Oh yeah, some I young guy and his called, like yeah. girlfriend opened it up. At we we Is passed that new? it. Newer. Yeah, they're open for yeah. bowling, but they just haven't started food or drinks yet or mm-hmm. something something like that. We actually um, over the weekend did a little mini brewery tour out in the Finger Lakes. Mm. And we went to Noble Shepherd, Birdhouse, and then, what the heck was the other one? They've got like several locations. Um, (laughs) But Birdhouse was like a really, really cool place. They had this like old barn with like tables inside and like kind of like an open side wall, but like a flat screen TV. I thought you were gonna say it's like there's a huge nest. No, like, <laughs> you just sit in the nest. You just go through this hole in the wall. Yep. No, it, it was actually really cool, really well designed on the inside, but awesome outdoor seating and and good beers. And I didn't get food, but other people did get food, and they said it was excellent. Yeah, so. we enjoyed our time at the brunch scene and the brewery scene in general. We got to get out there this summer and. And get a, get get check out these outdoor venues. Yeah, I'd love to go back to Rondequoit, sit outside again. It's been great. So right. be, before we do um, peeves and plugs, the world famous section of the podcast, I have a brief. What do we call it? Flavor Town. Flavor Town. Flavor Town. I have a candy that you are familiar with, and it's a specialty flavor. I'm going to ask that you close your eyes, gentlemen, okay. and I will place the thing in front of you. It's on a napkin in your hand. That was very fast. I, <laughs> that I gave it to my you? hands so fast. Well, I had I I opened them already ahead of time. Can I open my eyes or no? I think you should just bite it. I'm getting a whiff. You'll you'll feel oh. it. You'll feel the shape and probably know it. Randy's just taking a bite. It looks I so think, funny watching think, you guys eat with your eyes closed. Well, I think I tastes know like it is. potpourri. It does. I'm not a big fan. Like big red like gum. Do you know no. what? Do you know what the the candy bar is? Um, yeah, because you told us what it was. I think. Oh, I can tell it's Kit Kat. It's a Kit Kat specialty. Just by. It, here's a hint. It's been in my backpack for many months. I think I know what it is. Gingerbread. You're close. There's some. Holiday seasoning in there. 
Nutmeg. Eggnog. Pepper. You guys are a little... <laughs> these are older than that. I'll give you that clue. These are older than that. Fruitcake. We're going to be throwing up all night. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Fruitcake. There's so many preservatives. It's no, got to be... Um, I'm only kidding about that. No, it's got to be a Halloween thing, right? If they're older than that. Or a, or one holiday in between there. My favorite Thanksgiving? holiday. But what's... Oh, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Oh, man. Aren't they Have weird? You're right with the nutmeg. Have they been in your backpacks? <laughs> I, I, I acquired have they been in this napkin since then I acquired them in 2022 Peeves plugs and pranks is but loose. come on pumpkin pie flavored Kit Kat those will last through the apocalypse I think oh pretty that gross a, but kind of a fun one I haven't liked most of the off brand Kit Kats I, like, tr- I tried strawberry and dark chocolate because mm-hmm. it was just like in the aisle and I was like oh we do the little flavor town thing just give me a regular Kit yeah. Kat. They're so much better. The Same cereal thing. flavored one was pretty good, I thought. It was like Fruit Loops kind of. I don't even remember that one. Didn't we get that when we went on our ski trip or something? Cereal flavored Kit Kat? Sounds awesome. I could have sworn. Maybe. Yeah. I don't it know. was good, I think. That was, was a good, good. It was good. <laughs> so, great Flavor Town episode. That was as always, a little, little uh, segment. So, a little segue or a little detour. Let's jump into Peeves and Plugs. You want to go first, Rob? Sure. So um, my peeve is very hyper-specific and kind of weird, surprisingly. Pumpkin pie cake. Yeah. It's pumpkin pie cake. <laughs> what happened was, so I have like an app on my phone that I play podcasts on, and I also have Spotify. And in the past, if I wanted to switch, like I'm playing music, I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to play, you know, something on my pod, you know, play a podcast. I would just pull up the podcast app and press play, and then Spotify would turn off. And the podcast app would play. Recently, there's been a change in the power dynamic. And Spotify now is in control. So unless I like officially stop playing something on Spotify and then click on the podcast and click play, it won't make the switch. Like It's just like Spotify has grown too strong, <laughs> which is weird. I don't know. It just always seemed to be balanced. It's very stupid as a peeve, but I'm like, it's it, what's I don't know. You can listen to podcasts on Spotify. I don't want to do that. I have the same app as trying to help for you. podcasts, and I I prefer it to all others that I've ever had. I don't used. know why I like it so much, but I do. What's it called? Eyecatcher? I think so. We should plug it. Yeah. You hold know on, what, hold on, hold on. Time out. It, you, have you tried to listen to podcasts on Spotify? You know I have. I don't like it. What's, what's going on there? I could download these and have them offline. You can, can download them on Spotify. I don't like that. I'm just trying to help, guys. Well... I pay for Spotify. Eyecatcher's free. So you, you're telling me, Randy, you don't have any apps that do the same thing? Well, you probably just don't get mad about it. I, I <laughs> listen to all my podcasts through Spotify. You do? I'm just trying yeah. to support a small business. I That's think all. we can fix this problem right now. Make no. it a plug instead of a peeve. I think if you can have as many apps as possible to do a variety <laughs> of things rather than condense them into one, it's the best move. Yeah, it's try. Don't support monopolies. Randy. Actually, that yeah, was one right. of my. I'm anti-monopoly, so there you go. One of my app ideas was an app that takes all of your social media apps and puts them into one app. So when you open that app, it fills your feed with like Facebook, Twitter, and you can organize it by different things. That's not a bad idea, right? Say it again. So it's like one app. That takes all of your other social media apps and puts it into one app. So like, uh, that's like that that exists. This is called a folder so, on my. So phone. it was a good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone thought of it like eight years ago, I think. But I'm that 
that must be a thing. Is I would think so. I, would I thought like, okay, so the category in this is friends, and then you put all your friends. So when you're scrolling, it gives you a Facebook thing, but a Twitter they, thing. They have all that like lined for, up together. They have news that articles for, or like group chat. Like yeah. you know, you can text through Slack, and that will do iMessage and, um, and do all the WeChat other or whatever the million different things are. Yeah. Here, okay, here's oh. my app idea. I always thought this was good. I don't think this exists, but it was from a perspective of an uncle who tries to buy family nieces and nephews gifts. Gifts like GIF? Yeah, I buy them like NFTs. Yes. Okay. Gifts. Okay. Um, It, it, what, what the idea was, it would then be purchased by Facebook and then Facebook would integrate it into their user interface. You, you keep track of like, Max and Teddy, no one knows what size shoes they have, right? But maybe they want to buy them like a couple Nike basketball shoes. So I just keep up with their sizes or maybe around their birthday, two months in advance, I update. This is what size shirt they wear. This is what size pants they wear. And then it... And it says as of this date. And then so if you're out of of touch, somebody could be like, hey, yeah, could you update their size? And then it also just has, it keeps track of birthdays. It keeps track of favorite stores for like the gift cards. It's more of like, it started off as a gift giving thing, but it could just be like a family data tracker where it just like keeps track of the things people in your family like. I'm like, there's something there. Well, I was going to say, there are definitely companies who have all of that information. Right, so why can't we have it? Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Andy, it's already out there. It's called Slack. Mm. I don't think you know what Slack is. No idea what Slack is. No (laughs) clue. That's that would be really helpful. Something like that, and then the, but it keeps track of birthdays and all anniversaries, so you could like write cards to people if you do that or whatever. But I do. I don't know. There's something there. Yeah, it's half baked idea. It if is. You, you take segment, your idea you and put it together with my idea, and then we use a little bit of Rob's Spotify, Facebook. Idea. Damn it, it exists. Okay. Oh, and then my let's shift gears. My plug is. The North Face Stormbreak 3 tent. Doing a little it camping. It did look like a nice tent. I was doing a little camping over the weekend. A uh, little bit of a storm. And <laughs> yeah, it's called Stormbreak for a reason because it was freaking pouring out. Night one, beautiful weather. I'm sleeping in this tent. I'm like, this thing's awesome. <laughs> Night two, torrential downpour. Torrential downpour. And I didn't even fully close the rain shell. Like I screwed up and there was like definitely like a gap. And when I went in there, the side that was facing the gap did have a little bit of too dry. A little bit of moisture in there. Yeah. (laughs) It was was, like Arizona. I was getting bloody noses right and left. Coughing a lot on the dust just coming up. (laughs) That that thing's a beast. I mean, that tent, I couldn't believe how well it did in in the elements. And so I I have to, I have to plug it. It was awesome. And and it's also like insanely easy to set up. I talked about my camping trip that I took the boys on. It was a big deal for us. And we had like an hour of thunderstorms that night. We did not expect, but it was like super hot and like humid and tumult. You know, the, the sky was busy. And so all of a sudden, like this guy from a neighboring campsite, I was like, Hey, just so you guys know, we got the computer on in there and, uh, there's, like some cells of thunderstorms coming through. So we sat in the car because I've never set up a tent before. I just bought this tent. I have no yeah. idea if it's good. And it was dry that night. But like the ground was wet underneath our tarp underneath. Yeah. So it's like moving with you. But oh, yeah. Like, but nothing's coming in. I'm like, this tent actually works. 
and I did it right, I guess. It was crazy. Yeah. But it's a little nerve-wracking. I feel like there. tents are so much better than when we grew up and used to Oh, camp. my gosh. Like, they really do. Like, you can get it so hard to put essentially, up. Essentially, yeah, one. it's so easy to put up now. But your tent looked awesome, Rob. And even Thanks. today when I was I had my tent out and I was packing it back up and I was like, should I just throw this out and get Rob's tent? <laughs> like, did you, have, did you buy one of those like instant setup ones, like the 60-second ones? Mine is like literally a minute. No, I mean you, you just could throw do it the in bag like... and it just pops out. <laughs> no, mine is not. Mine is it would take you, I don't know, at a leisurely pace, four or five, mine, maybe six minutes. But it folds up very long easy. because it's just the poles extend. Yeah. So you just bend them all out and extend them, and it's up. It's crazy, and I'm like, I just don't, I can't hassle with two little kids. This <laughs> this one though is the easiest tent yeah. I've ever put up. Like, because I'm used to like literally, you just like yeah. You get the poles, you put them on the corners, you pull these little, just clip these things over it, and it's like, oh, it's up. Yeah. Randy, they do make those now, like little kid playhouses that are big enough for sleeping in that you just throw. And they pop up. And yeah, they're like people who like backpack in not serious locations. They're just like sort of like open air. That sounds like just fun. Yeah. I'll buy a ton just to throw it and watch it pop up. So that was uh, my peeve and my plug. Uh, Andy, peeves and plugs. Plug in Severance. I'm loving it. Can't wait to see how they wrap it up in two episodes. Big reveal in the episode that I... Was that for your next episode? I I was was going to plug Severance, and I just put an extra because we talked about it earlier. It's like, I can't plug it now. I'm plugging it again. (laughs) So good. And then I've mentioned on here before, we go to the Broadway shows downtown. So the last one we went to, our babysitter could only come a little bit later. So we got takeout from chicken out which i've mentioned before that i love Mm. and we just ate it in the car and we got it instantly because it was ready for pickup ate it in the car we had brought like a beverage to drink brought our own you know bubbly waters or whatever and we were done so fast that we had time to go meet friend of the show chris and his wife jen for like a drink before the show it's like this is really fun and the weather was nice it was like a sunny day and we saw dear evan hansen which was probably one of the top three musicals i've ever seen it was awesome lived up to the hype and it all depends on the main dude singing and he was really good i heard the movie is weird yeah he's like the same guy who did it originally but he's playing a high schooler or something right and like when you're on stage 500 feet away you don't notice but like they're doing close-ups i haven't seen the movie yet still the music is so good it's probably still entertaining and good but yeah i heard it. he looks just funny and then we bought my mom tickets to go see Dear Evan Hansen on the weekend. We went on Thursday, and then we met them at dinner after they saw the matinee, and we went to the gatehouse, and it rocked. So good. Everything was good. My kids got a kitty pizza, which was like a wood-fired, delicious pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I ate like half of it. Yeah. And my other son got mac and cheese, and it was like delicious, grown-up, like Four cheese mac and cheese. All the kids' meals were better than like the grown-up meals. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. And then one funny thing was, thinking way back, this was not covered because we haven't done a podcast in a while. We had like a guys' night where we went out one night over our April break, and we went on a Tuesday night because a lot of us had off, and we went out to uh, a, a bar and restaurant and had dinner. What was that place called? The tacos were great. Right up on Winton. Silver. Oh. Silver Iguana. Silver Iguana. $3 tacos. Good drink specials. And then we went out to another place after that, and then all the bars closed. Because <laughs> it was a Tuesday <laughs> night, so we were like, okay, 
end of the night. We're going home. Yeah. Uh, it was very funny. I ended up walking home to uh, about two miles in the rain, and that was a good time. But uh, anyways, that that's my peeve is walking home in the rain for about two miles. <laughs> Randy, any peeves or plugs? You could cut holes in the Bob Marab's tent, and then you just walk like Flintstone style. Oh, that's true. Around you. <laughs> We're just solving everything. New app idea. Yeah. Tent, tent with holes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Andy, this plug is for you. I've been waiting New all TV show. day. Nope. You can't even imagine how good this plug's going to be. Andy, what's your favorite type of bread? Salty bread? They just opened Salty Bread Pizza. I saw some dude on Instagram posted like, you got to get to this place. Is, that, been is that them? That's them. It is? Yep. Um, Where are they located? Right down near Seabreeze. So right across from Seabreeze. Uh, I saw the, this guy <laughs> mention it and I was like, that seems like such a ripoff of that other place's main product. And they're famous <laughs> for, you know. But so, I guess if it's them, they, they make pizza in their bakery and they've been selling it. So I guess this is their attempt at maybe like a lunch place. Well, I think it's him. It says um, Podoleski is the guy who owns it. And uh, he did own Great Northern Pizza Kitchen for a while. And then he worked in other restaurants for 10 years. And then he was an operations manager for Amazing Grains. Um, and he says he's been looking for another ownership opportunity for years. So huh. I either I guess I either the same person or someone who worked there and was related or whatever. Yeah, there's some type. But Salty Bread Pizza Cafe at 4615 Culver Road. I will be trying to get down there at some point soon. Well, we're about to do a pizza competition. Great. Uh-oh, adding on a place. We have we have a couple spots open. All right. We hope to wrap it by 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has more locations then. But we're going to do like four at a time or three at a time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that was a great, a great experience at a great brewery, one of Rochester's many. As If you followed us through this journey, we, we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you patronize any one of these great businesses. Yeah, we, we liked them all for different reasons, and I think different experiences at each place, uh, different things that we ordered led to uh, quite the adventure, adventurous brewery season. I had a blast. I can't get wait to get back out on that brunch scene again. <laughs> we, uh, Rob and I, well, I'll, we'll talk about it next episode. Go ahead, Randy. I was just smiling. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were gonna do a little terrible one sentence wrap up like Rob and I. It was a smile like a like you're about to tell a bad joke. Yeah, or just stop talking, everyone. End the episode. So and hey, on that note, on that note, keep eating and talking and drinking trash. <laughs>